ಓಂ ಪೂರ್ಣಮದ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ ಪೂರ್ಣ ಮುದಚ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಾವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ of Sanskrit, importance of the Sanskrit language, especially for Ayurveda practitioner. Um, I had given an assignment to some of our students and some of them wrote just beautiful essays on Sanskrit. So I'm just going to take a little bit of what my students said and I'm going to read it verbatim. For example, one of my students uh, says, Sanskrit is the language of gods, of devatas. So in uh, in in christian mythology they use the word angels you do not use the word angels in in uh, in hindus and in, in uh, vedic culture you use the word demigods or devas or devatas basically it's a language spoken by higher beings and it's one of the oldest languages that is known it's also like a almost like a code word coding because uh, it can have Uh, you know one line of sanskrit can be translated into two three four passages it's very rich and compressed in meaning and it's very hard to do an uh, equivalent translation in depth of sanskrit uh modern translations may give a literal meaning which may not quite be correct because sanskrit has a lot of I'm not talking about conversational Sanskrit. I'm talking especially um, when you have uh, Sanskrit verses, they add, uh, uh, it's almost like compressed information. A sloka or a sutra in a verse, is, it's, uh, it has a meter. It has a way that it is spoken. It's a poetic form of the language. and uh, everything is either long or called dirgha or short or called laghu so the learning sanskrit language uh, especially for ayurveda practitioners and ayurveda counselors allows the the student of ayurveda to kind of embrace sanskrit from um, embrace the the teachings from the true source and there is no 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 one translating in between uh it is said that if you are listening to sanskrit and you're a student of ayurveda or a student of yoga or listening to sanskrit or even if you're not a student of anything and you're listening to sanskrit what happens is the the because it's devanagari what is deva the, the script or the lipi of sanskrit is devanagari the same uh, script is used in hindi Now Devanagari literally is the language that is spoken by the devas. It is imbued with divine sounds. Even to say something like om kakha gadha tathadadha, you know, it, it's imbued. Sanskrit itself is imbued with a special uh, special sound, special power as well. So what happens is when you're listening to these verses, they are a source of kind of nourishment. They're a source of fullness there's source of uh, kind of unfolding uh, this code language that lets you absorb and unfold the knowledge of ayurveda inside it is it has this uh, high divine vibration in in kind of 
touches you and unlocks the knowledge in a metaphysical way this is how i like to think of it i like to think of it you know um for example if you have a treasure chest and the treasure chest can open can only be opened with a lock so sanskrit verses is the key that opens the lock of that vedic knowledge and uh, the way that it's arranged the way the verses are arranged especially in referring to ashtanga devayam it's in a poetic form i mentioned there are these meters there's quite a few uh, rhyme and meters uh, in in sanskrit language namaste to my first podcast uh today i just want to quickly talk about invocation chants So you know I wrote a book uh it's called Ayurveda and the Feminine it's available on um Amazon and uh as the book was coming out a lot of students were asking me questions about invocation mantra so when when we start a class doesn't matter which teacher in our school we invoke Dhanvantari who's the deity of uh, Ayurveda who is in a reincarnation of Vishnu and they students and even my ayurveda clients before i take somebody's nadi which is their pulse i actually pray and uh, so what are these mantras that i'm doing what is this magic mystical thing that i'm doing so what i do or if you go to any ayurveda practitioner even a yoga practitioner so before they begin a class or before they do um nadi or they check you they do this something called a mangala charanam which is an invocation chant it literally means auspicious steps of beginning so the thing is this is what i tell my students our world is not just physical it has another dimension a dimension we cannot see or feel unless you are psychically attuned so whether we are establishing an altar to bring abundance to our life if you read my book i talk a lot about establishing an altar doing um, a six step uh, kind of program and that can be used for anything starting a relationship a business getting married moving to a new house beginning education invoking a higher power or angels or which we call in hindus angels are called devas to kind of help us so when we start studying any vedic or divine knowledge that is coming down from the angels or the devas could be uh, music vedic architecture we call it vastu there's something called vedic mathematics there's jyotish which is vedic astrology jyotish literally means the light of the luminaries of the stars the planets and then there are the four vedas so all of this knowledge is not just you know, if you if you wanted to be a doctor you can't just read medical books and become a doctor you need to go to a school so even for this divine knowledge like ayurveda which is a system of medicine from india you need to accept a lineage and teachers so it's not just about oh, i'm going to find a school and just study you have to find a lineage they they the teacher themselves should have a guru who had a guru who had a guru and the kind of it's it's a flowing we call in sanskrit the word word is parampara so studying ayurveda is not like going to school for like a regular subject and you're taking notes and you're memorizing you're looking at slide show and then you regurgitate all that information you crammed in an exam and voila you get a certificate and you're a practitioner no sir it is more complicated than that so ayurvedic knowledge has to be heard you must sit with what we call a vaidya or your teacher and in person you must observe them uh in in my college we call it internship you are observing and then they are observing you uh, as well and they're guiding you and you must open your heart to this knowledge you must open your heart 
to the flow of knowledge that is coming from the divine and flowing to you. And then you also have to digest this knowledge. Uh, the students will tell you sometimes after four or five hour of uh, session, they are completely, we ask them, so any questions? Absolute silence. What happened? Well, there was so much knowledge that was given that they have to now digest it. So we don't really, except for the internship, our classes are shorter and they're kind of very um, comprehensive and uh, information dense. And then we discuss that, you know, over a period of a week or so in the discussion forums and we discuss that in the WhatsApp groups and so on. So let's go and uh, very quickly uh, do um, the mantra of Saraswati. So Saraswati is a goddess of learning. So whenever we do any kind of new learning, we have to invoke the angel of learning or goddess of learning. We call her Saraswati. So in Ayurveda, I ask goddess learning to help us, all of us begin our journey of Ayurveda. Every time I have a new group, I am beginning this journey of Ayurveda with the students. We invoke Ganesha. Ganesha is the elephant god. He removes obstacles, not just monetary, but also there can be so many obstacles, maybe financial, maybe technical. My God, we use Zoom. <laughs> Something can happen. We use the internet. We're doing a lot of online classes as well. And last but not the least, we invoke Lord Dhanvantari, the deity of Ayurveda. And some of the mantras that we use are, I have listed some uh, of them that I've used in my book, Ayurveda and the Feminine. Narayanam namaskrityam naramachayva narottamam devim sarasvatim vyasam tatojayamudiriyet. What it means? It means Narayanam namaskrityam. This means that namas as in namaskar or namaste, where you know it has become a, a yoga thing. Namaste. So this namaste means to give kind of respectful obeisances um, and to the divine. And the name of the divine is Narayanas. Uh, Nara Narayana Rishi, who are like the topmost sages and mother saraswati goddess of learning and the person who manifested all the four vedas srila vyasadeva and then of course the dhanvantari who is the lord the deity controlling ayurveda we also give uh, our pranams our namaskara to him uh, we say namami dhanvantari madidevam sura surehi vandita pada padmam loke jararaka so we are telling, oh Narayana or Vishnu, you have manifested as Lord Dhanvantari. You are the presiding deity of Ayurveda healing and all healing herbs. So Dhanvantari, you know, he's got four hands. He's carrying a, a pot of healing herbs in one hand and he has all these healing things in his four hands. And in this, through this mantra, we are asking them, we are invoking, please come here, please give me your blessing. Please, uh, whatever medicine that I'm using, an Ayurvedic medicine, let, let that become a, help me become a medium to the community. He's the original Vaidya, we are nothing. And the knowledge is flowing through him. We are the servant, we are a humble servant. So please provide your grace to the world. And especially now, we, the whole world needs the grace of you know, um, divine beings and uh, give it to us. And the last but not the least, I promise I won't go that long. Is uh, is a mantra for Devi or Goddess. Sarva Mangal Mangalle Shive Sarvartha Sadike Sharanne Trimbake Gauri Narayani Namostate. Oh Mother, O Narayani, you preside over running of the material world as God's potency. You're also called Mahamaya. She's the illusory power. 
she is the greatest illusionist. We are all in this illusion that we will, you know, we, nothing will happen to us. We live forever, but all of us are going to die. So this goddess, this Narayani, this Durga, she's called, called Mahamaya. She's also called a Yoga Maya. She's the goddess of mysticism and illusion. She's the giver of devotion. So in this mantra, we're asking her to give Shakti and devotion. For me, I'm asking her for devotion. So Yogamaya also manifests as Anupurna, the presiding deity of food or grains. And last but not the least, she also manifests as Sheetala Devi, who is the destroyer of disease and protector of small children. Interestingly, she holds a pot of herbs in one hand and a broom in another. So, you know, uh, similar to what the Wiccans worship as well. All right, that was the end of my first podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Om Shantihi 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 Now let's talk about uh, Sanskrit as it's important in a practical way for an Ayurveda practitioner. Now think of it this way. When you study medicine, you have to kind of know the language of medicine, which is Greek. You have to know, for example, pathology comes from pathos which is a root in Greek word for suffering and so on, right? So Sanskrit is the language that was used by those masters like Acharya Charaka or Master Charaka, Master Sushruta, that they wrote the knowledge of Ayurveda. These Ayurvedic teachings have been encapsulated in a language of Sanskrit. So we need, even if you don't know how to read it, you have to have a really strong vocabulary of Sanskrit words and under to have like a reference um, so that you ha- you know what you're talking about. Um, also, let's say you want to go by um, source of Ayurvedic herbs or Ayurvedic formulation. Half the formulations in India are given in different uh, names. Knowing the Sanskrit names and what is the language used in those books will also help us by the right formulation. And also, you know, it is good to have if a, a student or if a client asks us a question as Ayurvedic practitioners, we, you know, Ayurveda says this or Ayurveda says that. We can also give a reference. Ayurveda says this in. Charaka Samhita, Master Charaka says in this chapter, or you know, Ashtangaridham says this, and things like that. We can give them a reference. We are not just making it up. We are giving a reference, and that reference is very important. And also, when we uh, start anything, we start uh, by invocation and incantations and chants, and we bless our practice, we bless our herbs, we bless the client, we bless our office. We bless ourselves and it's, it's very useful in that way for invocation. You know, it is the language of the tables. Everything that we do in our Ayurvedic practice uses this uh, Sanskrit language. For example, like I mentioned, so um, in order to know the language of medicine, you have to know a very good knowledge of Greek and Latin. Similarly, for Ayurveda practitioners, uh, knowledge of a very strong vocabulary and etymology of the Sanskrit words that are related to Ayurveda is important. Thank you.